Hey, well, Happy New Year. It's great to see you. You know, the new year can bring a, a mix of different kinds of emotions and feelings. I'm not sure how you're starting this year, but maybe it's something like a, a lady that I read about not that long ago. You feel like you've just made it through Christmas time, and, and now you've got a new year that started. Well, this lady, uh, she had a circle of friends that she wanted to buy a gift for for Christmas. But December became very busy and hectic, like it does for so many people. And as she got into December, at some point she realized she wasn't going to be able to purchase those gifts and give them to all of her friends. And so she settled on a different plan. She went to the local gift store and she found uh, some cards. She looked through the stacks of cards that had already been picked over and she finally settled on a box. They, they had just the design that she liked, gold foil around the edges and a beautiful floral print. She was in such a hurry that she didn't even read the, the message that was printed on the inside. She just took them home, addressed them. She wrote a quick note with all my love and then got them in the mailbox and breathed a sigh of relief. And it really wasn't until the new year came that she was cleaning up her house after Christmas and New Year and that weird in-between time. And she came back to a few of those cards that she, she had not sent. And she opened up one, looked inside, and read the little message. And the message inside said, this Christmas card is just to say, a little gift is on its way. <laughs> so hopefully your new year is off to a better start than that. But the new year could come with a, a mix of different feelings. We can look back on the old year and sometimes we, we might feel some regrets. Maybe we're carrying some grief along with us or worry about the future. But we're also looking ahead. We're looking ahead, we're looking back, and we're looking ahead. And it's natural to feel some gratitude and anticipation about the future. Joy in a new season and a new year that's beginning. Today, as we step into this new year, I want to give you one big question. One question that you can draw a line under the year that's passed and turn the page of your journal and write one big question at the top of your page or at least imprint it on your mind. I want to, I want to give you one big question to walk into this new year with. There was a, an old prophet in the Old Testament scriptures who, who knew something about that range of emotions that we often carry with us throughout life and into new years. His name was Zechariah. Zechariah lived in the 5th and 6th centuries before Jesus was born. Zechariah understood a range of emotions of grief and disappointment and hope and anticipation. Zechariah was a prophet of hope. But he also knew disappointment. Zechariah was a man who was born far from home. He was in exile. Long before he was born, his nation, his people, they were defeated in battle. A foreign empire, the Babylonians, they came in and they devastated his homeland before he was born. They, they left the capital city, Jerusalem, just in a, in a ruin they slaughtered so many of the people. And then others they took away with them in captivity back 
about 900 miles away, back to Babylon. If, if you remember the stories of Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, who got thrown into the fiery furnace, or Daniel, who was put into the pit in the lion's den, they were all captives too, like Zechariah. But Zechariah was born into that captivity, and he had a very long ministry, an unusually long life, and he was able to experience and see a lot of changes. In fact, when he was still just a child, he was in one of the first groups that returned back to their homeland, back to Israel. You see, Zechariah's grandfather, his name was Ido. Ido was a priest and a leader among God's people who were in exile. And in time, the Babylonians were defeated by another empire that rose up, the Persians. And Cyrus the Great, he established the Persian Empire and he created a, a new policy that allowed God's people, the nation of Israel, to return to their homeland and go back to Jerusalem. And Ido was one of those priests and leaders of God's people. He took one of the first groups to make that 900-mile-long trip walking all the way back to their home. But when this early group of resettlers came back to their homeland, they they didn't feel like they came home at all. They still felt far from home because although decades had passed, their city, Jerusalem, it was still a ruin. The walls and the gates, they were just mounds of rubble. The, the great temple that Solomon had built that was the center of their worship, it wasn't there anymore. It, it had been entirely destroyed and burned down. And so many of the homes and lodgings, they were just burned out shells. These people came home discouraged because of how they saw their land still broken down. The, the land itself had just grown wild. And, and they began to go about the, the hard work of rebuilding and planting and resettling. And Zechariah was, was part of that group of people, and he saw changes in his own country during his lifetime. He was, just a, he was still a child when he went back to the land of Israel. And as a young prophet, part of his role was to encourage God's people to stay at the work, to hold on to hope. That's how he became a messenger and a prophet of hope. And we, we have his book, the book named Zechariah, that's part of the Old Testament prophets that stands out as a beacon of hope still for us who, who read it today. One of the first things that God, God's people did when they got back to the land, they began to reestablish their worship. And so they built an altar back up on the Temple Mount and they began to offer sacrifices and they restarted their practices of worshiping God and it helped create community again. And they were able to, they were able to pour out their hearts to God and express their grief and their disappointment and their anger and disillusionment, as well as their gratitude and their hope and their joy, and their anticipation for the future. When they built that altar, they also began to rebuild the temple and they laid a new foundation. The book of Ezra, chapter 3, tells the story of when God's people did this, when they laid the foundation of this new temple and they reestablished worship. It's a fascinating short chapter. It's, it's worth you reading. When the people, when they laid the foundation stones of this new temple, Ezra 3 says that the younger people, they all shouted for joy. They were exuberant. 
They were anticipating what God would do. They were excited. But there were also some older people. They had heard stories about the temple that had once been there. And some of them were even old enough to have seen that temple when they were children. And when when they saw these foundation stones being laid, they raised their voices up in lament. They were weeping. They were full of grief at all that had been lost. They were disappointed because Solomon's temple was so grand. And these foundation stones for this new structure, they they were so small. And so many of the people, they were discouraged. And it was Zechariah's mission. It was part of his calling from God to encourage them in the work Zechariah chapter 4, the fourth chapter of his book, his prophetic book, it's, it's another beautiful chapter. It's one of my favorites. We have part of his message of hope that, that he gave to his own people. And I want you to see verse 10 that's part of Zechariah's message. Zechariah, he wrote this message that he received from God as he heard, God, he heard God's voice encouraging him and speaking to him. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Don't don't think small thoughts about the small things that are happening in your life right now. Because the Lord himself, God himself, is rejoicing to see his work begin and continue. You get to be a part of that. If you keep a journal, or even if you're just mentally processing this past year and looking ahead to the next year, here's the question from this verse, from Zechariah's message, that, that I want you to write down, that I want you to remember, that I, I want you to hold inside your heart. How are you trusting God to work in your life right now? What are you trusting God for? What kind of small beginning are you looking ahead to How are you anticipating that that God will be part of this next year of your life? Whatever emotions you're carrying with you from the past into your present and future, how are you trusting in God to work in your life right now? Nobody expected much from this temple that God's people had returned to rebuild. They they had small expectations because God's people were a defeated, subjugated, humiliated people with very few resources. And really, this temple that God's people built that Zechariah was part of rebuilding, it was not as grand as the temple that had been there before. Solomon's temple was a a beautiful thing that was one of the wonders of the world. It was bathed in gold and it was shining and glittering. And the structure that the exiles returning back home were able to build, it was much more plain. 
But God had plans for that structure that was well beyond what anyone could imagine. Don't despise these small beginnings. The Lord is rejoicing to see this work begin. Because then centuries later, it was on top of those foundation stones that had been laid that God would choose to demonstrate his presence in new ways that no one had ever imagined before. Now, this temple structure, later on, it was, it was remodeled and it was rebuilt. And the, the entire Temple Mount became a big construction project. And the temple ended up becoming more beautiful. But it was on top of those foundation stones that the exiles laid that the infant Jesus was brought into where he was dedicated eight days after his birth. And it was in those temple courts that Jesus, the man, the man sent from God, the God who became man came and he overturned the tables of the money changers and he preached and he taught. He demonstrated God's presence in new ways and it was in that temple where the great curtain that separated the holy place from the rest of the structure, that that curtain was torn from the top to the bottom when Jesus died. God had great plans from those very small beginnings. Don't despise, don't think small thoughts about the small starts that God's bringing into your life. Wherever you're at, whatever you're feeling or experiencing from the past, how are you trusting God to work in your life right now? Zechariah encouraged God's people. He encouraged them to tell the truth about what they were experiencing, not to to hide their anger and disappointment. He, He didn't chide those who were weeping when those foundation stones were laid. But he also still calls us to hold on to hope by asking, how is God, how is God busy in my life right now? How am I trusting him to work in me and in my spouse and in my family and with my kids and parents and in our church and in our community and even in our nation and in our world. Today, as as we're stepping into this new year, I want us to take those steps with an attitude of prayerful dependence on the God who is always at work, who's always creating new beginnings from, from things that have ended from things that have already passed. And so, as I conclude this message of encouragement, I'm inviting you to to raise your heart in prayer to God. I'm going to give you a few different prayer prompts, different things that you can pray about. And in the quiet that we enjoy here, I want you to take a few moments as we celebrate this new year to express your dependence on God and explore how God might be at work in in your life. And if you're here with family and friends, you might want to connect with them and, and get together and pray in smaller groups, or you might have friends that you want to connect with. That's, that's entirely fine. You're free to do that, or you're also free to stay right there in your seats. I'm going to pray, and then...
And then I'll just give you a few prompts, five different prompts that you can use to help guide your own thoughts and your own quiet prayers that you raise to God as we all ask him, what are you up to? And how can I trust you to be at work in my life right now and over this next year? Would you pray with me? Lord, at all times in life, we want to express our our grateful dependence on you and also acknowledge some of the harder emotions that we carry along with us. Help us not to think small, insignificant thoughts about the small beginnings that you bring into our life. You do your work in us in strange ways. And today we're trusting you to continue that. So together, we thank you for your presence in our lives, for your faithfulness, and for your grace. today we express to you our full range of emotion, our grief and disappointment, our anger and our regrets. Today we're asking you, Lord, to give wisdom to our leaders, to leaders in our nation, our state, our community, the places where we work, and to our church. Today we're praying for our church, Lord, for your church, that we experience unity, unity that allows us to boldly point people to Jesus.
And Lord, we're praying for ourselves too, ourselves and our families and those we love. We're asking you to continue your special work in us. Bring us to maturity. Make us healthy and full of love. Help us to experience something that only you can do in our lives. Jesus, we're giving everyone and everything to you. We're giving you this past year, this past year with all of our successes and failures and, and our, our regrets and our greatest joys. We give it all to you. And we give you this next year. We want to be a part of something that only you could make happen in our lives and in our world in our church, in our community. We're trusting you to do that kind of work. Lord, would you heal our divisions and work out your justice to bring peace? We ask you to fill us up with love rather than hate and confidence instead of fear. And help us be full of hope and not despair. Make us as individuals and together as your people, as your church, the kind of people who demonstrate your presence wherever we go. Help us to keep asking that question. How am I trusting you to be at work in my life right now? What is it that you might be up to. Lord, you get all the glory for that. We want you to receive all the glory, and we're asking this in the name of Jesus and through your Holy Spirit. Amen.